1: I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Joining me on Psychomedy Daily Dose today, it's Ali Cook. Ali, hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. Ali, it's a huge delight to have you on Psychomedy. Thank you so much for wanting to do it, particularly you're joining, joining me on an awful week for you losing your mother. Um, you know, I'm so sorry, man. Lots of love to you for that.
0: Oh, cheers! Thanks very much. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, 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 a tough couple of years, but uh, we did we did genuinely have a lot of good times together. So it's kind of it's, it's actually okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How
1: how are you and the family doing? Do you, do you have the, all yeah, the support that uh, actually, you
0: need and everything? Yeah, we're we're lucky. We we do have lots of friends, and yeah. uh, my mum my mum had a great network of friends basically um she she was having chemo and um sort of every two weeks but there was like a rotor of friends helping her out and to be honest i think i think that's why she did so well because yeah. um you you really do need a, a support of, of friends uh, li- literally to distract you i think really yeah. uh, and um and, you know, she, she, she had a pretty busy social diary right until the end. And uh, I think if you can do it, it's really important. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's good to hear, man. Yeah, a lot of people as they get older, I, I notice they seem to, their, their friends, you know, they seem to have less friends, you know. I'm thinking of my parents and couples that I know that seem to be just, just with each other all the time. And I think, yeah, as you say, having a, a big network of friends is, um, is so important at any time. But, yeah, as you get older, I think, uh, I think it really is.
0: Yeah, I think we're all guilty of that as performers as well. I mean, I uh, think I'm the worst for that. I mean, uh, well, almost any, anyone I know on the circuit's like that because every Friday and Saturday you do a show somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, with, a different, I
1: mean, uh, with a different best friend, yeah.
0: With a... Yeah.
1: <laughs> just for that <laughs> hour. For
0: that, for that four-hour car journey. And we all want to <laughs> yeah. just talk about... We just want to talk about ourselves anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, I sometimes think I haven't seen my best friends in a while. And somebody asked me on this podcast actually, I was talking about a mate and they said, Oh yeah, how is he in lockdown? And I think, shit, I haven't talked to him in seven weeks and I'm talking <laughs> I'm calling him a good friend, you know? It's just like, oh no.
0: Yeah. Um, I just think that's the thing with all it's the same with all performers. Uh, we with because I do magic as well. I you know, and uh I I meet a lot of dancers and actors as well. And it's the same. It's just there's zero predictability of when you're doing your work or where you can mm. be working that because of that you need pretty good wives and girlfriends and you need uh, and boyfriends and you need uh, a pretty pretty down-to-earth mates who understand that you might just suddenly vanish and yeah. do a corporate in Burnley on a Thursday <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah well man so much love to you at this time um, So yeah, I saw saw that your mum. I was watching a video and I saw your mum ran a like a New Age bookshop when you were a kid, and that was a big reason you got into magic. Is that right?
0: It is. Yeah, she did. Um, It was quite a hilarious place, to be honest. Uh, Was that in Yorkshire (laughs) or? It was in Yorkshire. Yeah, originally um, I used to visit uh, a New Age book centre with with my mum in in uh but then she opened her own one in Harrogate and I used to work there and oh. you know you certainly get pretty colourful characters at those places <laughs> um,
1: yeah you, uh, always, and, you always get them don't you they're, yeah they're like crystals and like little, little odd things and as well as books yeah
0: yeah oh yeah uh, you know um I don't know how much you're you're into your new age spirit spirituality <laughs> but I'm uh, not
1: get me into it get me into it it's uh you
0: know Reiki <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, liquor, yeah uh dream catchers, tarot cards, crystals, right. anything to do with Buddhism or Hinduism. There's always a load of statues around and ton, tons of books. And um yeah I, I quite like I like those shops though. I like them. I, I probably oh. find it comforting I think. Um and oh. it also it's quite interesting being a magician because most magicians are sort of atheists and quite cynical. Oh. And uh I came very much from the opposite background really.
1: Oh. So it's, it's... It's, you mentioned Buddhism and it's, it's, mm. is, is there a, a big religious aspect to those shops then? You know, I haven't really noticed it. Really. You know, you Oh, see the, I,
0: yes. Yeah. yeah, there is. I, I would say well, there was a thing called the Human Potential Movement in the 60s and the 70s in L.A., mm. which really sort of kick-started what we now know as self-improvement. Mm. And uh, a, a lot of it came from... Uh, 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 not all of it, but a lot of it came from Buddhist ideas or, oh. or or Eastern philosophy, and people like Alan Watts who brought Eastern philosophy over to America. They really yeah. sort of populated the, those ideas, and then and then a lot of those ideas um, they, they got kind of watered down, were watered down and made yeah. more secular, and then they were all put into self help books, basically. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's quite a, a brushstroke history. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was I'm cute. certainly no s- scholar, but uh, that yeah. definitely did happen a lot. Yeah, there's a huge undertones in uh, Eastern philosophy in a, in a lot of those sort of New Age books.
1: Yeah. Yeah, nice. So so you mentioned atheism and a lot of magicians being atheists. So you, do you have beliefs then? Are you with that, with that upbringing?
0: It's I, I'm I've I've really uh, I I even made a TV series about this uh, years ago on Channel Five called Psychic Secrets where oh. I pretended to be a psychic uh, but then I told everyone how I did it afterwards oh. and it really threw a, a wobbler sort of in to myself because I I've, I've always been. Sort of oscillating between: Do I believe in something, or is it all just randomness? Oh. So, I I, I constantly uh, battle that question. I mean, I, I would literally read some cheesy New Age book, and then the next week I would read The God Delusion. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'd, I'd come. I, I just see myself. I'm. I definitely see myself as a reluctant skeptic. I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I would love to see a ghost, uh, but. <laughs> but I know the odds aren't high (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah yeah I would imagine yeah being a magician yeah I can understand why there's more atheists when yeah a lot of people
0: yeah you I mean this tv series where I was doing tarot card readings for people and what I did is I I learned one script and said exactly the same thing to every person um, and then every person went oh my god he knows me so well
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah.
0: you so you could you could <laughs> argue you know, do you, you have a you birthday in the
1: next 12 months, you know, it's that kind of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You have a <laughs> scar on your left knee.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of the classics. Uh,
1: <laughs> do you know me? I do? I do. <laughs> and even though you were saying it like that, I was thinking, how do you know it's my left knee? I broke my left knee. <laughs> <laughs> I <know these> things.
0: <laughs> um, but I also feel as though um, in that world, <laughs> yeah, one of, the, one of the classic phrases actually, uh, there's a thing called cold reading. Yeah, where you you, co- yeah. you cover every possibility in one sentence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the genius lines was, uh, "Outwardly, I can tell that you're very sociable and confident, but deep <laughs> down, you feel quite needy and insecure." <laughs> <laughs> and now well, you can say that to anyone, and they're like, "Oh my god, you know me so well." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but as 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 much as all of that is, there are sort of techniques. um I feel like there's something. I certainly mm. feel as though there's a uh, you know, some sort of inherent bond people have with certain people and not with other people. And yeah. I also think with things like tarot card readings, I think a lot of the time people... Uh, uh, my mum used to read tarot cards and uh, my mum was a good mum and I think that she was like a good mum to people for an hour. Mm. And and I think sometimes that, that was the, the real magic of it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Even if yeah. you don't, Even if you don't believe in the... The magic of tarot by that definition of magic you know the magic of tarot sometimes is just connecting with someone and having a good yeah. conversation and talking deeply about feelings which some people don't do you know
0: well or the or even more so they don't have the outlet for because yeah. um either the people they know would would be too judgmental i mean that the beauty of going to see uh, uh someone who does a tarot reading is they you are a complete stranger it's the same it's exactly the reason why um, sort of real therapists never socialize with clients, mm. because yep. the idea is to remain completely objective and and people need that. They need to know that there's someone who won't tell anyone their secrets and won't be a judge other than that of a reasonable human, you know mm. and that, that, I think that's uh, that's probably one of the most important parts of, of going for a reading, basically uh, the psychology of a reading that it's a fundamental yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, I've uh I've not really been religious myself in the past, but I mm. I love I love magic and I love the the belief in a higher power has grown in me over the years, you know, built yeah. on maybe just built around coincidences that I can't explain and that makes me believe more, meeting the love of your life in a you know one in a million situation that makes me believe more and uh, all these things I think as you grow older your beliefs I think get stronger and I think that uh, that is comforting I think
0: yeah I mean there's an old phrase as a, a mind reader called Dunninger and he yeah. said for those who believe no explanation is necessary for those who don't no explanation will suffice
1: <laughs> and yeah.
0: when I made um this documentary for Channel Five. It was myself, Darren Brown, um, a guy called Professor Richard Wiseman, who's oh, a militant yeah. skeptic, but a, a professor of psychology.
1: Yeah, um, he was on a love TV, wasn't he? Kind of fifteen years ago, he was a big
0: skeptic, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, and I found that you know a lot of a, a lot. Uh, he, got, he did get to that point where there are some things you can't know one way or the other. Mm. and and then you just you some people just believe or not and the, uh there's a sort of there's a slight coldness to s- skeptics which always did them a, a big disservice i think uh, mm. whether whether they were right or wrong um so i i feel as though yeah there are certain times when you you've met people and it seems beyond possibility that there has to be some you know, you always hear these stories of oh my god, my friend dragged me to a party and I wasn't gonna go. Oh, and I met my wife, I, went, I met my wife there, yeah. And you know, and, and a skeptic would say, well, it's just pure coincidence. And other, other people were like, oh, you were meant to be there, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I, I feel as though there's uh, I feel as though I've experienced too much for there not to be that. And yeah. um, I watched an interview of Carl Jung, the psychologist, and uh, he was convinced that there was something bigger at play.
1: Uh, hmm. yeah my latest my latest shows about uh this and yeah absolutely i uh, I just find it all fascinating. I mean, you mentioned Darren Brown there I mean years ago, I guess in the Paul Daniels hmm. age of magic, it was really magic and magic and comedy as I remember, and not so much over psychology uh as I remember yeah um and then I yeah. guess would I be right in saying that Darren Brown was i guess instrumental in fusing? Um, at least in the for the populace uh, in the UK, at least the, the magic and psychology.
0: Um, I, I think yes, but there had been other acts like Derren. It's mm. just that we haven't seen them in our generation. Yeah. Um, so uh, there were there were a few guys in America and uh, and in Britain, mm. uh, but all all pre Paul Daniels. So. It's mm. kind of like if tomorrow someone did the big David Copperfield illusion show again, mm. you would think, "Oh, he's 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 this huge illusionist." But there'd be a whole generation who's who've never seen David Copperfield. I think so. Mm. He certainly did fuse uh, magic and psychology, but other other people have been down that route. Um, mm. I think I think what's great about Darren is he's managed to say it's magic and psychology. And yet people still believe he reads the mind. <laughs> he's, re- he's really done a nice job of keeping the belief there, even though he's simultaneously saying it's all bollocks. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like where, when he said, I have it... a scar on my left knee. I'm like, yeah, there's uh, <laughs> something. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> well, I, I remember when we were doing this show, Psych- Psychic Secrets, and uh, I was with um, a magic consultant called David Britland, oh. who's... Um, also another militant atheist and I was doing tarot card readings in the room just warming up and they were teaching me all these techniques and I just remember sometimes we just hit some amazing coincidences where you were like oh my god there is no way there's no way some sort of technique did that there was some sort of intuition or something Mm. or you don't know whether you're just deluding yourself I don't know. <laughs> you know is it, I, it really is a never, it's just a never ending question, but I, I definitely edge on the side of believing. Yeah,
1: nice. Great. So do you, do you study psychology uh, doing, doing what you do? I mean, so much of what you do is, is uh, involve psychology and particularly the audience, you know, around attention and distraction.
0: Yeah, I, I really do actually. Uh, oh. I, um, I, got into magic for all sorts of weird reasons but then um, I wanted to be a ninja when I was a kid and, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I mean like I don't mean I mean I know everyone wanted to be a ninja but obviously I, yeah I, I still I do. I was really into it <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I had the I used to do uh, a ninja class which I'm pretty sure was just a karate class. But what? All a
1: ninja class?
0: I did, I did a ninja class in What York, is going so on yeah. in Yorkshire? <laughs> well, he was the home of home of the Shadow Warriors. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> but there was um, there was a guy called uh, David Brown, and uh, he he used to bring over uh, people from Japan. And there was a guy called Tanamoru, who mm-hmm. um, he really was uh, a, a related to a ninja family, and we we did his his style of ninjitsu, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> we just did like summer camps, like intensive camps. Um, so, but one of the sides of of being a nin- ninja is magic. <laughs> and so I somehow spun off into the world of magic. <laughs> that was it. But it's fair to say, you know, I wasn't the coolest kid. <laughs>
1: so... I think you are the coolest kid if you're a ninja. If you're a proper ninja. No, I'm really a ninja. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> what's, the, what, what's, a, what's the main things that ninjas get up to? <laughs> and what's the main um, of training with a ninja?
0: It's, um, the, it, it, uh, up to black belt um, it is mostly just hand-to-hand combat mm. and, but, but their martial art it's, it's not what you see in ninja films most ninja films are either kung fu or karate and um, yeah. it's a very weird looking martial art but they were basically designed to uh, assassinate samurai that's or to spy on people, um, yeah. and, genu- and, and, and genuinely, they weren't as well trained. You know, in a real fight, a samurai would kill them outright very quickly. Oh. That's why they had to wear black, sneak up on them, <laughs> 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 you know, uh, shoot shoot them with a blowgun and run away. That's what they had to do. <laughs> yeah, I've seen <laughs> your routine knew-
1: about the uh, asthmatic ninja. That's very funny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I did have asthma. I mean, you know, you know, like you're always trying to find um what can make yourself different when you're doing stand up and there yeah. and and the easiest thing to do is to think about the real things we all really did when we were kids. And yeah. fortunately for me, I had the weirdest hobbies. So <laughs> so yeah, I had a bit of asthma, I was always ninjing, but you could always hear me. <laughs> what a tragedy. So, so much passion but none of the talent none of the inherent talent <laughs> oh
1: beautiful yeah so i mean D- Darren. Uh, yeah i haven't I haven't seen your big your big stage shows i mean darren's shows i've probably seen a lot of mm. I and mean, he, pr- he probably over eggs to a certain extent doesn't he the amount of psychology that's in his shows i would i would guess you know
0: yeah i mean the the, the beautiful sort of weapon of uh Claiming to use psychology mm. is—it's um a—it's—it's it's, it's pure misdirection in of itself.
1: Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know,
0: you could say I'm using suggestion, but really, you're just switching an envelope. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: do you, have you done some studies on, you know, attention and distraction and these things to get as skilled as you are?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, fun. I do. There's, there's actually a lot of books on magic theory that all started to appear um, in the magic world in the early nineties by a, um, a card sharp um, oh. called Darwin Ortiz. who's actually a good friend of mine now. Oh. And, um, and Darwin, I used to get Darwin to consult on my uh, Edinburgh shows uh, oh. from a magic point of view. And he wrote um, a book called Strong Magic. And he also wrote another book called Designing Miracles. And they are all on the psychology of deception. And they are brilliant books and right. there's not one magic trick in them. It's just all about um, in the magic world. We 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 say non-magicians are laymen and it's just how people think, how people go about deciding how you did a trick. And yeah. when you know what those things are, you, you, you try your hardest to eliminate them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. what well, I'm, Whenever I'm watching magic, I'm annoying. I'm like, well, I studied psychology. I can probably guess this, and I never can. I'll um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look where no one else is looking. Yeah, that's what everyone else is doing. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's so, yeah. I mean, the weird thing about magic, Paul Daniel, I first heard Paul Daniel say this, um, is he, he, um, it's not about intelligence, what, you know, what fool... One of, the, one of the great things about magic is you can still do tricks from hundreds of years ago and they still work. Yeah. Because what fools a human is the same, whether you were doing it in the Middle Ages or whether you were doing it now. Uh, yeah. But the depressing thing about magic is because we know we can get away with it, there's a, the people keep doing the same old tricks as well. So that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, that's the double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. God, you, you're all so busy doing all these uh, stage shows and, I guess, corporate work and, and comedy, where I, uh, where I see you. <clears throat> I guess a lot of that work vanished. To coin a phrase, yes. Van- yes. <laughs> vanished. <laughs> where did it go? Three or Does four months happens? ago. How have you? Um, how have you been filling that that void? I mean, obviously, with your yes. with your mother unwell, that must have
0: um, yeah. Filling it. I mean, a, yeah. A, a lot of time has been taken up with my mum, uh, oh. of course. Um, uh, where we all just have to be there for her. Yeah, um yeah. but um I I'm sure like a lot of you stand up mates I'm I'm a bit socially distant anyway so <laughs> I'm always uh, I I came to the conclusion that uh what makes a great magician is that they're a great writer actually yeah. um and I think one of the the good things when you watch a good magic show and I, I think Darren's a good example I think uh, if you see david copperfield is another good example actually mm. um is it's always the framing of the trick really and yeah. how how do you write a great script to go with that trick so i've been um, working a lot on my writing um i've i've written uh, another uh script uh I, I have a a folk horror film that i wrote 3 years ago mm. um in development at the moment and I've, I've been working on a um a, a new uh uh sort of comedy drama script. i've been doing that for the last few weeks and i've also been writing um a lot of new stand-up um because oh. i i think your understanding uh, whether it's magic or comedy or whatever I, I think it i think it go i don't think it goes incrementally i think it goes in jumps you know, you you suddenly get something, and once you 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 understand that, you suddenly become a lot better. Yeah. And and so I think one of the advantages of having this gap is we, you know, I'm, I'm trying to just focus on becoming a better writer, mm. um, and then like with comedy, just uh, you know, trying to go for more interesting premises, uh, and and just trying to write a lot, uh, just to get better overall. Uh, I mean, rather than just going out again. When, when we do go back to gig eventually and just doing the same mm. 40 minutes I've done forever. So uh, I, I, that's what I've been up to really, just been really trying to focus on becoming a better writer.
1: Oh, that's great, man. That's great. Yeah. Mm. Um, that sounds interesting. Do you do anything particularly for, you know, to get these interesting premises or do you just kind of, I sometimes kind of challenge myself to think, well, I want to, I don't know, little tricks I do, uh, like mm. the bar needs to be set really high. Like, uh, could I hear, I don't know, whoever it is, Bill Burr saying this. And if it isn't, I'm deleting it as soon as I've written it. (laughs) Just little things like that, you know.
0: Um, Well, well, the only danger of that is you'll get a brilliant minute in a year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it is good to challenge uh, yourself, isn't it? It's good to challenge yourself and get those, as you say, more interest. Because you can, you could rely on, I guess, what you have already for your whole career, I assume. So it's
0: uh, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I've done, I've done. I, I can really. I mean, yeah. uh, I've, uh, my, my last two Edinburgh shows, are you know, there's there's two hours there, and and uh, the shows did great, and I can sort of do those forever. But I think for me, it's the it's the writing away from the magic at the moment is what's really interesting me. Yeah. I mean, I guess probably in the last year when I've been doing um, just normal um, club sets, I'd barely do a trick really. Um, mm you know because i've done i can do I've done most types and styles of magic forever since I was a kid so the sort of, the fascination for me is is much more in the writing at the moment yeah. uh, but i don't i try not to Set my bar too high. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's why I haven't I mean, written I mean, I anything. I, I haven't written anything for years based on that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I wish I
0: could come I've up got with a, a, lower the bar. a Bill Burr. <laughs> quality routine yeah. tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I've got to lower the bar. Who could I pick on next? I don't know. Let's not let's let us not name anyone. <laughs> let's get out Nathan Cassidy, what would he do? That's that's my bar now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can match that. Wait. But I, I, you also, I, one thing I've, I've, I think I've been quite good at is like that Asthmatic Ninja joke is, uh, I like that joke, and, uh, but I really stuck at it for a long time. It was, it was a dreadful joke for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually with um, Gary Delaney and I, I don't know if we were at a gig. I can't remember where we were. And he just suddenly said the end to it off the top of his head uh he just went how about blah blah, blah blah and that was it and that was it and then suddenly you've got you your finished a little bit mm-hmm. and i i love it i love it when you um i do think a joke is a little There was a, a magician who used to say every time he takes out a trick he says it's like a a, a little jewel and he gives it a polish mm-hmm. and um every time he performs a trick and i i think that's it's like that with with your jokes really <laughs> yeah. you know uh, each time you you bring it out you just try to make it a little bit better and then eventually you get that nice little nugget yeah um, yeah
1: so that's the secret but, hang around with gary delaney yeah
0: well i think <laughs> what i'm basically saying is that isn't it yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> forget the bill hang around,
0: one, hang around with one of the best joke writers in britain <laughs> yeah. and your, your material gets better <laughs> weird <laughs>
1: That's what I need to do. Hang around with Bill Burr. That's that's my mis- that's my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. If if you, you could, you know, just do anything, drive, drive him around a bit. And um, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, talking about writing. I mean, we haven't talked about so much. You've you've had huge, such huge success with your short films and acting and everything else. That the the cunning yeah. man short film wasn't that uh, didn't that win best short film at London Independent Film Festival
0: it has yeah that's that's one of the biggies um we we were long listed for the baftas and um Mm. we were um we just got into the welsh BAFTAs, and and i made it with a friend of mine called um zoe dobson she works in telly she's a a tv director but not in not in drama she works in documentaries and uh, we work very closely together but that was a that was a good example actually it was a competition um She's a, a member of Directors UK mm. and their theme last year for their short film competition was magic. So she rang me up and said, well, come on, what can you come up with? And we really didn't have much time. Mm. Um, and that, that was one of a, those good examples of, sometimes if you've just got a deadline, you just go for it. And yeah. sometimes something just works or it doesn't work. And for whatever reason, it worked. I mean, we worked hard on it. Um, but it, it just seemed to really sort of kick in. And it, I think one of the things, it's, it's very unusual. It's a very, I think a lot of um, short films are always trying to be an edgy urban drama, say. Oh. And which is a, a world I don't know about at all. And uh, I think you're always best, I know it sounds so, so cheesy, but you're always best trying to uh, write within something you, you inherently find interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter what that thing is. Yeah.
1: Where else can we get your any content you're putting out this time? I mean I guess if you're writing oh, then okay, not yeah. uh not not too much, but uh
0: Yeah, I mean uh yeah, I mean
1: Come around your house. Come around your house and watch you write. <laughs> come around to the house. <laughs> Where do you live? What's
0: your address? That's what I'm saying.
1: Where can we see you?
0: <laughs> well I'm 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 on it. I mean if you just put in Ali Cook, it all comes up. Beautiful. Um and, yeah, and I, 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 there's loads of tricks I've done all over the internet, because I've done six hours worth of, of TV over the years, and uh, I always oh, yeah. keep banging out new tricks and uh, new bits from um, sort of the backyard and things like that. So I'm always posting stuff, so... There's
1: a great clip of you on, um, what was it, uh, Fool Us with Penn & Teller. Um, yeah, I mean, I love Vegas, and I love yeah Penn and Teller. Just uh, yeah, watching them as a kid, what a thrill that must have been.
0: Yeah, Penn, I was the very first magician to ever ever do it. Um, so it was quite nerve wracking because it was a, a brand new pilot. Uh, um, but luckily, the routine we did, um, where we swapped the head on a the, the chicken and a duck, yeah,
1: brilliant.
0: Um, we just done it for a month in Edinburgh. So it was like, it, it was hot because we'd just done it, you know, 26 times in a row. Yeah. You know, when you, you know, when you get to that point where you're literally thinking about what you're going to eat later on, <laughs> and stuff like that. you've just done it. So I always think when you get to that point, that's actually when you're beginning to get good.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It reminds me of, yeah, I did this in a Edinburgh show once. A mate of mine said he knew someone who worked on... David Copperfield in, I see in Vegas, and he was saying that yeah. he, he had done the trick so many times that you think he's in trouble or you think he's really trying to escape something and actually he's just kind of like doing his admin on the, the mic's been <laughs> silent. So he's like talking to the to the secretary, going, uh, do, you, do you realize the toilet's still blocked? In um, <laughs> just like, I love that idea that he's been doing it so much that <laughs> he's I'm, so relaxed.
0: I think this is one of the this is one of the showbiz rumours about Copperfield that he's literally booking his holiday yeah. whilst he's whilst he's getting out of a water tank. You know, <laughs>
1: that's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, I <I've> heard that. <laughs> oh,
0: <no. laughs>
1: Brilliant. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me, Ali. Um, again, particularly at this uh, awful, sad time for you. Thank you so much for wanting to do it, and uh, it's been uh, a real thrill having you on. You know, watching you over the years and. Um, uh, it's, yeah. been, uh, it's been brilliant, and it's been lovely to talk to you about it today.
0: Cheers. Thanks very much.
1: Oh, thanks so much. Lots of love to you, and keep well. Yeah, absolutely wonderful Ali Cook there. What a brilliant comedian, an amazing magician, and uh, more than anything, just a, just a lovely human being. Uh, that was just so great. So great. So, yes, if anyone is uh, in need of support... Uh, due to bereavement, uh, cruise.org.uk C-R-U-S-E.org.uk is a uh, is an amazing resource, as is the Wellness Society. And uh, again, from the Wellness Society, we've taken a wonderful booklet which talks about dealing with stress and anxiety. At this time, we've put that up on our website, psychomedy.co.uk. So that is our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again tomorrow for more Psycomedy Daily Dose. Please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows. Please give us those 5-star reviews. Psycomedy is produced by Mike Hanson at Pop People Productions. Check out psycomedy.co.uk for mental health tips from our counselling partners threadup.co.uk and check in with them for their free check-in sessions that they're offering at the moment. And if you'd like to support the podcast, as always, if you can afford it, uh, it's patreon.com/slash Nathan Cassidy Comedy. Thank you so much. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay optimistic. Tune back in for more Psych Comedy Daily Dose tomorrow. Pod People.